What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I am Matt. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps, a podcast about two very sad 20-somethings talking about all things Nintendo, except for Pokemon Let's Go, because our copies haven't come in the mail yet. Very sad. It is Sunday, November 18th. So, Twitter is abuzz with people posting their shiny Pokemon and all the cool things they're finding, and me and Matt are very upset about it. But otherwise, how are you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm coping. Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know what <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, we you were out all day, and we were hanging out with you and everybody else at 7, and my plan was to just play Pokemon Let's Go the whole time. I didn't get to, and I just want to bring this you know, up. No, I, I just hope you learned your lesson about why in-store pickup is always better than mail. I didn't even think about in-store pickup, honestly. Remember when this went up, Best Buy was... So we ordered from Best Buy, and Best Buy was the first company to have the physical edition with the Pokeball Plus attachment available for pre-order. So we all jumped on. I texted Matt and Tim. I was like, guys, Pokemon Let's Go is available. It's, you know, this is it. It's on Best Buy. Let's do this. And Matt couldn't do it. He's like, I'm at work. I can't do this. And I was like, okay, I'll do it for you. And we put it on. And I just clicked send, enter, go, done. Done. Yeah. That and was it. the issue is, is we were going to get it on Friday. The problem was, is we have, so we live in New Jersey and there was a snowstorm that came out of nowhere on Thursday and people just weren't prepared for it. So our copies got delayed until tomorrow, Monday, the 19th. So we are a little upset about it, but it's, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. That was what our main discussion was going to be this week. So we have a little bit less to talk about. Look at it this way. What? We have that much less time to wait in between Let's Go and Gen 8. Yeah, actually, that's actually not a bad way to think about it. As much as I like (laughs) want to hit you, like, that's, uh, that's pretty good. All those, all those losers who are going to be waiting an extra three days. Oh, yeah. It's a tough life, man. A tough life. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Mike. Yes. What have you been playing? So, uh, I'm playing a little bit more Breath of the Wild. Like I said, um, I kind of just, like, picked it up because I knew it's one of these games I really enjoy playing. But if I stop playing now, I'm not going to feel bad about it, right? Because, like, I've beaten the game and it's really just enjoyable to run around. So, like, you know, I did all the things I wanted to do. I'm actually right about to go. I was in the Rito Village and I'm about to go up to the Divine Beast, and and do that fun stuff. But I don't think I'll be able to do that anymore, because unless I play between the next, you know, 16 hours, get through a lot of stuff, I'm going to put it to the side and <laughs> play some Pokemon. But the other thing I've been playing is, uh, it's actually a gift I got from my girlfriend, Sarah, for an early Christmas gift, because it was a game that she played a lot when she was a kid, and I played a different one when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and that is the Spyro Reignited trilogy. So, Are you going to steal my thunder right now? Yeah, I'm stealing your thunder. So, it's a PS4 game. I have a PS4. From our good roommate, Tim, who has two. <laughs> so he put one in the living room and one in his room. Uh, and I never played... I played... So my experience with Spyro is this. When I was a kid, my grandmother had a PS1 from her children, my uncles. And they had the Burger King demo disc. Which was like the first ten minutes of Medieval, Crash, and, uh, and Spyro 1. So that's my experience with Spyro Run. I never played Ripto's Rage, and then Spyro Year of the Dragon, when I got a PS1, was the only games I had on my PS1 were racing, some war game that I never knew how to play, Spyro 3, Year of the Dragon, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy 7. Those are the only games I ever owned on a PS1, and one of those <laughs> my favorite games of all time, so like, eh, I'm happy I played right. a PS1. Yeah, I love Year of the Dragon. So I've been playing a lot. I've been helping Sarah Did with Did you just Spyro skip the other two and just go to Year of the Dragon? I would I would try to Year of the Dragon. Sarah's playing through Spyro Run and Spyro well, 2 you right now. Order? Because I didn't play the other two. And so? it's really, it's Sarah's file. So play them. And I said, I'm playing Spyro 3. Well, then make another file. I should. But I want to play Spyro 3. Okay. 
it's crazy going back. <laughs> it it looks so beautiful. It's so pretty, and it makes me so happy. It's just like wow, they took a game from our childhood and made it look so like different. Pretty. I mean, it's the it's the exact same thing that happened with Crash. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, I think Spyro is a better game than. Crash. Oh, I 100% think yeah. Spyro is a better game like, than Crash. Like, like here's the thing. I think it's a better game than Mario 64. Fight me. I know you think so, and I know we are entitled to our different opinions. <laughs> but I will say this: you respect Mario 64 as a game. Oh yes, and for I sure. respect Spyro six. I, I respect Spyro one, two, and three as good games. I'm not keen on Crash. I know you're not. And have you ever played them? I have. I just didn't enjoy it. Maybe you, I, I try them again. I guess I will. But here's the thing. If Spyro comes out on Switch, I might buy it again. I did not buy Crash when it came out on Switch. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. So, it's been really fun playing through. Um, I I don't understand why they made Hunter into, like, a surfer, bro. I ha- I'm not tiger. there. I'm going through it in order. Oh, he's just like, so, Spyro. What's he was up? kind of like that before. But he, like, he looks like a bro now. Oh, I know. Everything kind of looks a little bit more... Here, here's here's the issue that I had. Um, in Spyro 3, there's... The... Did you play Spyro Year of the Dragon? Yes, I've played them all. Okay, so you know in the first world, the character you unlock is Sheila, the uh, the kangaroo. I know. And the other game, she was just a kangaroo. In this game, she's like a, a, a woman who has the bottom half of a kangaroo. <laughs> and I'm just like, interesting choice. <laughs> All right. I guess I can roll with this. <laughs> but uh, the game is clean. I mean, it's Spyro. You know, yeah, there are certain things that still exactly, aggravated me to no end, but... Exactly what I remember. Except that, I mean, they did the same thing that they did with the Crash games, where they... um adjusted the physics yeah so it's the same through all three games so in one there's this one specific jump in like the second or third level of the first game that like i used to be able to do like super easily and but it's like a long thing where you have to jump and glide like and you have to hit it perfectly at the top of your jump and glide in the perfect line to get to where you're supposed to be i think i know which one you're talking about retry it and just because the physics are different it just kept throwing me off like yeah yeah it's it's good and like I said the consistency makes it so much better like the guidebook you know how like you can look at the worlds and all that stuff oh, all yeah. three of them are exactly the same mm-hmm. it's just like the color is different for yep. each game and that makes me so happy because if you're playing a trilogy series like this this is how you do it right yeah you gotta make you gotta unify them all and yeah. just I just love it and it's like they were good games they they didn't change the gameplay at all they just yeah. polished it and they just made it look it was today it, it's like Sonic Sonic one two and three are technically all the same game. I mean, Sonic 2 has has Tails behind you, and right. Sonic 3, you can play as Tails or Knuckles, but the the basic concept of the game, and Sonic Mania too, is exactly the same. Right. I mean, I think if they were to do this with Sonic, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, Sega, Sonic Ages, I don't know when Sonic 2 comes out, but I think it's soon. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that, because I'm going to buy it, definitely. Of course you are. I didn't buy Sonic 1. No. <laughs> I just... Mm, I know. I, I, um, I don't like Sonic 1. Yeah, I've been living in 2001, because... I got the Kingdom Hearts Story So Far collection, yes, and I got Spyro. So you know the first like two video games I ever played. Yeah, I'm like like every hour I'm switching. I'm like, all right, I played an hour of Kingdom Hearts. Let's play some Spyro. All right, yeah. I played an hour of Spyro. Let's play some I like Wars. that. It, also, I think when I look at Spyro, I, I I wish we could go back to. Sometimes I wish we can go back to more series like this, where like Sonic and Spyro, where they make a good game. The game was good, and they're like, you know what? Let's just make another one. Same thing, say like like how Mario Galaxy had Mario Galaxy Two, where mm-hmm. it's like this is the same game on the same system with the same engine, but some cool new stuff and right. some new levels. Well, like, I mean, I think the issue is it's just so hard to develop a game now. Yeah, I've also I've I've been playing those two games, and thinking about Kingdom Hearts is like I mean I've played it so many freaking times. Yes, you have. But I haven't played Kingdom Hearts one since 2013, 
when the original remaster of the PlayStation 3 came out. So I think five years is like the longest stretch of time I've gone without playing the first Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 1. And I'm playing it and it's like, it's not like I'm like, what do I do? Because like, I, I know what to do. I'm just like, wow. I am less good than I remember because it's been so long. Yeah. Well, that one also, like, it doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have the, the changes that making a series for so long would give itself. Oh, yes, it does. It does? They, um, because in 2013, when they made the first, um, remaster, Kingdom Hearts 1.5, most of the files for, like, the first Kingdom Hearts were lost. So a lot of it, they just had to remake from the ground up. Interesting. So, um... You used to have to go down through the command list to do certain things. And then, you know, in Kingdom Hearts 2, they have the reaction command thing where you press triangle to do a bunch of things. Like, the green thing shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what... So they went back and they redid it like that. So it just makes a lot of the gameplay and the combat combat a lot more fluid because instead of... Uh, in order to use an ability, you don't have to go down to that slot. You just have to press triangle and it happens. Oh, okay. So it does... It did bring out the modern Yeah, it does. It does modernize it a bit. Okay, well, that's good. Other than that, not really. And, like, I can definitely tell more now replaying it now that I'm 22. And I'm replaying it and I'm like, alright, this game was made in 2001. Yes, it was. Well, I feel like with Spyro too, there's some, like... When I'm playing through the game, there are, like, some things I'm like, Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hmm, hold on. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the best way I explain it, like, a game like Spy... And actually, even Kingdom Hearts, I think, has a little bit of this. Where, like, that was the age where you're like, okay, I'm going to make the biggest game ever. And because I'm making such a big game, I'm really making a big game plus a bunch of little smaller games that I want people to be really into. Like how Spyro has, like, hey, here are these little mini games with, like, oh, sparks. Yeah. Here's a little mini game with a different character. Here's, like, 16 skateboarding mini games. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts does have a lot of... I mean, two, especially more than one. Yeah. Has a lot of mini games, but I mean... That's, I think that's part of the charm, you know? Like, oh, no. I, I love the Spyro minigames. I love it, too. It's just, like, it's such a product of its time. Like, if you also think about um, Sonic Adventure has the same issue. Where, like, there's, like, why am I doing a plane minigame? Why am I doing a surfboard minigame? I, I mean, minigame? I don't think it's an issue. I don't, but it's just very a quality of its but time. Like, when you think that, about Those it, years, that was a big thing to do. When you think about it, I think you can make the argument that Mario Odyssey has the same thing. With a lot of, I mean, now they are gameplay mechanics, but you go into a door and then you have to do a whole level with just like the the lightning thing. Well, you know what I'm saying like it's it's not a mini game, but it is a side thing. You know what I mean? Yes, but I'm meaning more so where they were like, here's a thing completely separate from the game that doesn't right. do it. No, no, like, no even I know Final Fantasy VII has the same thing where there's the there's the part of the game where you're on a motorcycle, and there's the part of the game where you do snowboard down a mountain, and you're like, mm-hmm. why? I mean, like I don't care, but why is? Why is this you know, here? But like, I, I like that. Oh, I like, I like it, too. I just think it's very funny, because you're like, this is something completely separate from the oh, rest yeah. of the game. And, like, um... Like the gummy ship. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about the gummy ship. I don't want to talk about it. The gummy ship was pissing me off last night. Oh, yeah? Um, yes. Yes, it was. Um, but I was going to bring up, um, SpongeBob SquarePants, but can't Battle for Bikini Bottom does the same thing. Oh, yeah? A lot of mini- that's, that's a great game. I've never played it. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, Switch games... By the way, I've been playing. Yes, I've uh, almost finished with Celeste. I finished six of the seven, uh, six of the eight chapters of Celeste. Cool. So very close to finishing that game. You see that it, it's uh, since we posted our last episode, it got nominated for a uh, for a game of the year. For yes, it did, and I'm not, it's definitely on my on my list. Yeah. Um, um, re- as a quick really aside, good. quick aside, I I am a little upset about the snub of Xenoblade Chronicles Two for best soundtrack. 
Because it came out last year. No, but it came out December 8th. Okay, here it, that is my issue with the Game Awards. Yeah. Not to cut you off, sorry. No, no, it's good. But that happens a lot where, like, games will come out in December and they'll just kind of forget about them. Like, and they won't, oh, they ain't come out in this year. So. No, they come and out, I'm like, really annoyed because Let's Go and um, Super Smash. Smash Ultimate aren't making the cut for this year. So I wonder if they're going to just forget about them next year. I hope they don't. I mean, I... I just, I just think it's stupid. That's why I, I always think when you make a game of the year list, you should wait until January. The end of... Like, Mike and I talked about doing hours sometime in December, which, first of all, we're doing Smash Month. But also, I just don't like to do them until the year is over. Yeah. Like, I just, I just no, I hate that. that. And it's, like, really aggravating, because, I mean, listen, I know you haven't played through the game, but I don't care that it didn't get nominated for Best JRPG. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. JRPGs are weird, and they're... Like, other games that came out this year are a lot more, like, approachable for everyone. But... The music of that game is so damn good. Right, right, right. And um, what was I going to say? I remember, I think, twenty was it 2015 when Final Fantasy XV came out? Uh, I, don't, I think well, so. The Somewhere year Final there. Fantasy XV came out, it um was coming out after the nominees. So they nominated it before anybody had played the game. That's ridiculous. And they nominated it for a bunch of things, and that time the game wasn't good enough. Yeah. So it, it's just so weird the way yeah. they do it. But. I just want to talk about my snub because, I mean, I understand. I didn't want it to win, but not getting nominated for Best Soundtrack made me a little upset. Right. No, I get that. That's understandable. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's... Oh, Octopath. I finished another chapter of Octopath. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you're still... It seems like you're still enjoying I, it. Right? I really want to play the game. Like, I want to finish the game. You're just having so many other things. So much it's game, like, so little time. It's that... Like, I think we were talking about this with Starlink, where you're like, in between games, I'll go back to Starlink and I'll yeah. play it. That's what Octopath has become to me. You know? In between like, games. In between or... games, I'll progress more into Octopath. Yeah. I just... I wish I had more time to play games, man. Over there is Monster Hunter sitting on my cabinet over there, and I want to play it so bad. But I'm like, I want to play Pokemon. And I, from what I was told, I was talking to my cousin who's played a lot of Monster Hunter. He's like, you're better off just saying this is going to be the only game I play for like a month and a half. Yeah. Because you don't, it's not a game you can easily just jump back into. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm like holding off on it, but I don't want to hold off on it because I want to play it. But at the same time, I'm like, I want well, to be able to. maybe like that February, March stretch, although we might be getting Fire Emblem and Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing around then. <laughs> well, actually, if something comes out around Animal Crossing, we'll be good because I love Animal Crossing, but you, you can't you play, play Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing for like one to two hours a day. Yeah. I'll be like my morning commute, Animal Crossing, my way home. Monster Hunter. Yeah. But, yeah. You want to talk about some indie news? No? All right, yeah. Indie let's talk about some indie news. Like I have absolutely... Oh, no, I do have indie news. I was going to say absolutely no indie news. Uh, Firewatch is coming out on the Switch very soon. Oh, yeah? They say it's very... They didn't give a release date, but they said it's very close. That's good. And I highly recommend this. I highly recommend this game. Yeah, it's like one of the games, Like despite me like not really liking these very like only narrative focused you know the mean term is walking sims but like mm-hmm. those kinds of games are not really my style even i've been tempted to pick up firewatch it's a good game and i mean people are split on the ending i really like the ending personally i think it works some people don't like it i i would love to have a discussion about it because i i really like that game mm-hmm. i never actually bought that game i played it i my friend is logged in on my playstation 4 so i went to his account downloaded the game onto my playstation <laughs> and i could play it like that and, like, I told him, I asked him if I could do it. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Well, the game's short, too, so it's not, it's like... It's, like, four or five hours. It's yeah. really short. Okay. Um, actually, do you have any other indie news? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have much else going on. Um, there's There was no, like, new big indie releases yeah, no, either this week. there's nothing much happening this I week. I mean, I heard Moonlighter's getting really good reviews. Yeah. It's I've, got a physical edition coming I'll out, play too. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, tra- I don't know if Travis Sykes, again, is an indie. Technically, it's not, I guess. Yeah. 
But um, the physical release was confirmed, so that yeah, that's cool. Um, so let's move to quick news. First yes. thing I wanted to bring up: if you want to go, so I'm I'm a big fan of video game music. Uh, if you go on Sonic the Hedgehog's Twitter, they posted another one of the songs from Sonic Team Racing, and yeah, it sounds so, really yeah. good. It's the reason I want to bring it up is because it's made by the Hyper Potions, who made all the music for Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. and I I've listened to their other stuff that they have, and it's very much like exactly the same, but it's. It's fun. It's very fun, light music. Like, if you have, like, you know, if you're doing other things, you just, like, have video game music on. Yeah, yeah, Because it's yeah. designed in a way... It's designed in a way that it's, like, very memorable, but you can not focus on it. Because oh, yeah. you're not supposed to be listening to the music, you're supposed to be playing the game. Um, Matt just dropped his glasses somehow off his face. We're good, I picked them up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, take a look at that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, um, kind of out of nowhere, ARMS Twitter said, here's oh, another yeah. party crash. So... It's a big thing, too. Like, yeah. It's not just one party crash. The issue was, so, like, they did two party crashes per character. So there's 15 characters in the game, and they did, um, so between that, one, each character got two slots. It was 15 party crashes. And they were, like, once a month, I guess, right? And it was really cool, and I liked it. I played it, but I played, like, the second-to-last party crash, and I remember them being, like, not nearly as many people. Mm-hmm. And then when Switch Online launched, I was like, wow, we're never gonna get party crashes now, because if you take... The amount of people who still play ARMS, and the number of people who are going to want to buy a Nintendo Switch Online subscription, I imagine that, you know, as much as I love ARMS, it doesn't have a huge audience the way that, you know, Mario Kart does. Right. So, I'm like, I guess, I guess I'll manage, right? You know, whatever. But they're doing this party crash, and it's a tournament. There's a huge bracket. Every character, um, you know, races the best character, except for Dr. Coyle. She gets a buy in the first round. Yeah, I saw that. So, uh, it's, it's interesting to see. I think it was supposed to be another character. No, I I think the fifteen I think was, was I think yeah. fifteen was the right number, and I think Doctor Coyle just being like you know the villain. Right. No, I, it makes sense why she got the buy. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see who wins because the first round is Min Min versus Lollipop. And I think Min Min's gonna win that one. I hope so, but like the the hardcore players like love Lollipop. I know. I hope Min Min wins as well, though. I like I like Lollipop, but I like Min Min more. And then the next one is what Spring Man versus Springtron. So Springtron. Yeah, probably Springtron. <laughs> and then yeah, the next couple, some of the ones of interest, uh, I liked seeing. So Twintel versus uh, Bark and Bite and Bark. So Twintel. Yeah, Twintel. Um, Max Brass versus Helix. So Max Brass. <laughs> Uh, the one I'm interested about, really, is Kid Cobra versus... Do you want to, you want to predict the whole thing right now? Yeah, okay. Let's so, predict the whole thing right now. Okay, so first... Wait, put it here so I can yeah. see it, too. So first, let's do the bottom bracket. Okay, we got Min Min versus uh, Lolo Lollipop. Pop. I think Min Min's gonna win. I think Min Min will win, too. And then Spring... It'll go against Springtron, because we said we think Springtron I, is gonna mm, win against Spring you know, Man. I could see Spring, Spring Man winning, though. Okay, do you think either of them will beat Min Min or Lola? Absolutely Pop, not. So Min Min goes to the Min, final yeah, four. Yeah, Min Min in that section is going to the final four. The next one, so Max Brass versus Helix. Max Brass. Brass. And then Twintel versus Bite and Bark. Twintel. Twintel. Twintel um, versus Max Brass. That's kind of hard to me. I think Twintel will win. I think Brass. Really? But I don't think either of them will beat Min Min yeah, or I think I think Min Min or Lola Pop will be in the finals. Yeah. On the other side, on the Eastern Conference, we got uh, Ninjara... Versus Kid Cobra. Like, this was one hundred percent intentional. They were like, yeah, oh, like yeah. who let's, are the? Let's get this over with. We can't who are the most aggravating around. characters? Let's kill <laughs> off one of them. My my guess would be Kid Cobra, but I think so too. 
the next one up is Ribbon Girl versus Misango. And it's Ribbon Girl. It's Ribbon Girl. I think Ribbon Girl will also beat whoever goes against her. Uh, you know, I think if I think Ribbon Girl will beat Ninjara, but I don't know if Ribbon Girl will beat Kid Cobra. See, I feel the opposite way. I feel like if Ninjara wins, there's a chance that Ninjara will beat Ribbon Girl. Really? But on the other side, it's <sighs> Master Mummy versus Mechanica. Again, they were like, let's rip this off like a band. <laughs> but Mechanica's definitely going to win. Yeah, I know. People love Mechanica. So Mechanica versus Dr. Coyle. I think. Um, I, honestly, I don't know Dr. Coyle well enough. I think that she's too hard to play. I think she'll lose. Really? I think Mechanica will win by default. Okay. Not because people don't like her. And then Mechanica or Dr. Coyle versus, I guess, Ribbon Girl? <laughs> Ribbon Girl. Let's be honest. Min Min's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I think Min Min's going to win the Min, whole thing. Whoever wins this first one probably wins the yeah, whole bracket. Yeah, it probably decides it. But what can you do? It's exciting, and we'll keep you posted on this. But it's something like I'm very excited because I didn't think that we are going to be talking a lot more about the ARMS. Way, the way it's formatted actually makes me want to turn on ARMS and play. Yeah. It's also really funny because the entire Twitter is literally exploding saying, the winner gets to go into Smash. The winner gets to go into Smash. No, they don't. No, no, no they don't. Spring Man's already in his assist trophy, so yeah. like, not that he would win, but it blows the logic out of the water. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Matt? Um, Alright, something that neither of us super care about, but it is news, hmm. is that they updated the release dates for Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures, <laughs> and it is November 29th for Europe, Europe, Europe. <laughs> all right and uh december 13th for north america cool so i'm interested i am interested to see what the reviews are like mm-hmm. but i don't think it will be good and reggie has shot down all of nintendo 64 classic didn't they say they like nothing right now right they like they have no yeah, plans nothing, like he said he doesn't like to rule things out just in general but yeah. right now nothing yeah um he's like basically what he was saying was that the NES Classic and the SNES Classic were kind of like bridges during the like the the dark days of the Wii U. It was like we need, we needed something else, so that's why they put those into development. Yeah, and it's like honestly, I feel that those games and those products are games that like I wouldn't necessarily want to buy again on my Switch, but there are people who I know who maybe wouldn't want to own a Switch who would want to buy that. Right, and it makes Where, sense. Like, I feel like if you were growing up in the N64 days, there's a chance you might be like, I'm going to buy a Switch because it's got Mario Kart on it. Right. I mean, there's so many... The N64 was when it really started where a lot of... Not not that they're not full games, but that idea of, like, Nintendo re-releases the same game and the same franchises, and they're almost, like, updated games. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're the next logical step right. of they're, game. they're all the next logical steps. So it's like, you almost don't need to replay those games. And the ones that you would want to replay, like, you know, um, Ocarina of Time... Majora's Mask, Mario 64, they're getting, they got remasters. You yeah, know? I see. They Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask are all on the 3DS. Yeah, they're all the on the 3DS. The new Smash Bros. is coming out. Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the big games that I think of just offhand, you know, they're already taken care of, except for, like, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, exactly. Which we'll get a Labo kit yeah. someday, please. And, uh, and Banjo-Kazooie, which I would love to see. That would be cool. I would like to Can see Can we do Banjo-Kazooie Although next? it's owned by Microsoft, so yeah, like, but like, that's the issue. Listen, listen, I could play Minecraft with Xbox players. <laughs> they, made a, they, made a, they made a commercial together. True, true. I don't know. The other thing I saw in that same interview with Reggie is, uh, do you see that Reggie is currently playing as Ridley? So f- he wants to, he knows he's not good at Smash because he wants to be like, I play Ridley so much that when the game comes out for a very short period of time... Reggie Fisame will be the best Ridley player in the world. 
They also said that they are not announcing it, but Metroid Prime 4 is well into development. Yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that. Mm -hmm. We were talking about, like, what they might announce at the Video Game Awards this year. I feel like Metroid Prime 4 might be a very good candidate. next June. Next July. January. Jesus. January? January. Next January. We we talked about this, but was there something else that you're leaning towards? Right now, I'm on on the Metroid Prime 4 train for release date. Oh, my God. I was in the shower the other day, and I was thinking about... Yes. I was thinking about the Game Awards and the announcements that could happen, and I thought I thought of something. I was like, oh my god, wouldn't that be incredible? I can't remember for the life of me what it was. I'm still on the either a new Smash character or Metroid Prime 4. No, it's, it's, they're going to announce the game. I, I can almost feel it. They're going to announce it. I can't remember what it was. Well, we have 21 days? 20 days? 20, oh. 20 days. It comes out yeah, this, it, the day before Smash, Smash comes out. So 19 days. So what, what a great two days right there. Yep. It'll be um, interesting. Although it's really funny because the Game Awards has, like, no Nintendo games. I know. It's yeah, like Octopath. I mean, it's like, and Octopath was what? Oh, Art Direction. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and RPG, right? JRPG. Isn't there a JRPG category? Either JRPG or RPG. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, I was like, ooh, Nintendo didn't get that many noms. But then also, like, looking at everything else, I'm like, yeah. It's like, the games that came out on other systems, I understand, are really, like, I was like heavy okay, hitters. Makes sense. But, like, think about last year. It was like... Breath of the Wild. More and Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. We're taking everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, God of, God of War is probably going to take the show. Yeah. And God of War, it's going to be... I saw this picture where it was like God of War versus um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. And then um, the Amazing Spider-Man number 50, like the comic where he gives up Spider-Man, has that like disgruntled Spider-Man where he's got his... Like, he does a facepalm, and he's, like, so conflicted. And in the middle, it was that, because Spider-Man's not going to win anything between those other two. No, it's not. Which, it sucks, but it's like, that's probably what's going to happen. Yep. Um, what other news do you have, though, Matt? That's it. Really? Yeah, so it's, like, it's a pretty quiet news week. As you can see, we were really ready to talk about Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. And, um... Thanks a lot, Snow. Yeah, thanks, Snow. I mean, it's our fault. We live in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about our, our... Our weekly discussion. Our, our substitute main discussion. So, the one thing we want to talk about, as we said this, you know, we're very excited to have our, you know, top games of 2018 discussion, but we're doing it in January this year, and we want to talk about how, you know, one of the big things Nintendo did this year was not release a lot of heavy hitter games, but they did release a lot of DLC for their main products, along with a couple of other people who also put out some big DLC for some of the big games that came out in 2017. For the Switch. For the Switch. So me and Matt have a I have a stack of games here, Matt. Yes, we do. We, we want to talk about them. some of the big DLC game things and basically talk about the ones that we saw and how we liked them, but then also moving forward, what kind of DLC we'd like to see in 2019 outside of you know Smash. <laughs> yes. So first one I want to talk about is Kirby Star Allies. Oh yes. So this one actually is getting DLC it's next week. Probably the I don't want to say it's the beefiest one of all of them, but it's 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 not. It's not. <laughs> It's Kirby Star Allies, I felt, is a short game that's fun to repeat. And the DLC was a good idea because it's like, it gives you a reason to, hey, do you want to go play Kirby Star Allies again? There's some cool new characters you can play. And that I made think, me happy. I think Kirby Star Allies is fun to repeat if you're playing with other people who, oh, with friends. who haven't played the game yet. Because I wouldn't want to go, like, I don't think, like, as a super Kirby fan, I don't even think I could go and sit down and play through Kirby a second time. Really? Star Allies. See, I would play it again. I don't think I'd want to play it again with the same people. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'd play it through again with you. 
because I, I didn't play it with you. Right, exactly. I went 100% of the game, and now I'm like, I don't, I don't need to play more Kirby. Yeah. The other thing I like is that, like, mini, you know those mini modes you can play where you, like, you choose a character, it's like a five-stage... Yeah, those, those are fun. I'm talking the, about the main story. Oh, yeah. I think those five-stage things, though, is really good for, like, hey, you want to play Kirby for an afternoon? Just, right. like, play through the whole thing. The DLC for the characters, I think, was good for that. This it's, next DLC, I'm hoping, gives a little bit more. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, those character ones were fine. They made me turn on the game for a little while to play with him, but it was, like, it was more of a novelty than anything substantial, you know? Oh, like, definitely. It's like, oh, I can play with this character now. But this one, it's like, it's adding a mode, it's adding new bosses. That's the cool thing to me. Like, they're doing substantial things that will make me make me want to play the game again and, like, get good at these new things, which is why it's cool and it's free yeah i feel like because it's free it makes me feel like you know it's not like i'm saying this was a mistake of a purchase i really enjoyed the game no, it's not but there are purchase. a lot of people who are like this game is 60 dollars and it's not very long and it's not very it's challenging. 60 dollars and it's it has less content than the two 40 3ds kirby games yeah i think for those people this free little bonus was nice because it did give you more i don't know if this last dlc will be enough to like really say, really Kirby was one of my favorite games of 2018, no. but it it, it it's it putting it's putting the icing on the cake. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it wasn't in our pile, but the same thing. This is kind of where I would feel also about Mario Tennis Aces with all its new oh, character DLCs, yep. where it's like it's not a reason to turn on the games. I need to play Mario Tennis Aces again, but it's like oh that's cool, especially if you're into those games. It's like more of the same. I'm okay with Man, that. that. That was one of those games where I just I didn't go back to it. Like, yeah. I played it for like three hours and I never turned it back on. Mario. Tennis Aces. Yeah. I like playing it. It was enjoyable, but it's like, I like having a sports game so I can say to someone, hey, like, like, around Christmas time, the night before Christmas, my brother, who's 25, or not 25, I'm 24, my brother's 28, <laughs> and my sister, who's 12, we play video games together all night. And like, having an easy to play sports game might be one I can get my dad to play with us. Right. And I'm happy I have it, but it's not, it's not like, oh, I love Mario Tennis Aces. Mm -hmm. That's story mode, Matt. Yeah. The story mode was so good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. Next one I want to talk about is one another one that was small, but I Very think really small. cool. Uh, Mario Kart Eight. It's just this one's so weird to me. So all all they did was they put uh, Breath of the Wild Link into the game and the Master Cycle Zero uh, and the Master Cycle and the Master Cycle Zero. It is a zero. Yeah, it was zero. Well, the one from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. This one I wanted to bring up just because of how strange it is. So it's just like it's things like this where I'm like, okay, and like. Like, it was almost like, I saw it as, like, a way of, like, this would have been a really good idea to, like, put this out and put Mario Kart 8 back into the minds of people and then a couple months later release an actual DLC pack for Mario 8. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because it's like, Breath of the Wild came out in December and this came out, like, in, what, August? Yeah, something like that. It was, like, out of nowhere. And it's just... I mean, I was happy. I love Mario Kart 8. I play reason to play Pick Up Mario Kart 8 again. Right, sure. exactly. Pink Gold Peach on the Master Cycle Zero? <laughs> Terrible, first off, but cool to play as. <laughs> and it's like the other thing that Mario Kart 8 got this year, which I actually, this part was one of the things I found more interesting, was the Labo support for Mario Kart 8. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was super cool. Yeah, so now you can use the driving kit or the motorcycle kit to play Mario Kart 8, which is cool. But again, it's like, what do you have, like, Nintendo? Yeah, like, why are you doing this? I really... And I mean, like, this. I think this is one of the driving things about this discussion is that... The or the CEO of Nintendo has said that he wants to put more DLC out for their mainline games, like their big big ticket games, 
And I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind moving forward, especially with all these little things coming to all these games. And it's like they want to keep these games fresh in the minds of people, and they want these games to continuously feel appealing, and they want people to, A, keep playing them, and, A, more people to buy these games to make them look like they're big games. Yeah, it's one of these things that Nintendo has always done this, where, you know, in 2018 on like a PlayStation, you might there might be a game that came out in 2014 that people are like, oh, you should play this game. But there might be like a new sequel that came out or another game that like kind of does the same thing. Like, oh, buy that one instead. Where Nintendo's well, like, no, these are the ones we made and we want everyone to buy this one game. Like they want everyone to have Mario Kart 8 on their Switch. Like right. that, and I think this method of saying little DLCs over time kind of keeps these products being like, Yes, this game came out, what, two years ago, but it's still very, very much worth it, even at full price. Right, because... but I mean, like, just, I don't think just the Breath of the Wild tunic and the Labo support is enough to justify that. Oh, I don't think so. I think this whole, like, they're going to put more deals. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised if three months from now we have more Mario Kart 8 stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, if I recall correctly, Mario Kart 8 has the highest attach rate of any Switch yes, game. Yes, it does. So, they have to. I mean, that's why the new Switch bundle, the new Switch bundle for Black Friday this year is $300 for a Switch, but it has Mario Kart 8 pre-installed. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's just, it's a fantastic Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope we get more DLC for Mario Kart 8. I like part of me like really thinks we will. Yeah. The other one I want to talk about that seems like something else is brewing in the back is something which I think a little time for. As much as I don't like talking about this, Mario Odyssey has been getting DLC costumes for since it came out. Right, and I mean this is a little thing, and it's like okay, costumes. Yeah. But like, what what's the point? Is my well the, my thing. the one thing I really did like is now that we had all these costumes, they also made it a lot easier to get all of them by launching the the online mode of Luigi's Balloon World, which I thought was a great addition to the game. Especially when the when the service was free, I was more into it. Like now that I have Switch Online, it's another one of those like, oh well, you I have, have online. No, when I have Switch Online. Oh, I thought okay. no, I don't have Switch Online. Yet. I was like, me you, and Matt still have not bought Nintendo Switch me. Online. I really like that the fact they're still putting Mario Odyssey content out, little things. So like, if I like, I play. I remember I told you I replayed the game recently. Yeah. I got I got to buy some of the goofy outfits that I couldn't buy in the regular game. It's like I'm gonna play the game as one of the the brutals, you know? Right, like, oh, right, look at right. me. It's like something little and silly, and again, a reason to just. Turn the game back on for a few minutes. Right. I mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before, and you've yelled at me for it, but, like, pod- costumes don't really tickle my fancy. No. Like, I'm it, like, whatever, they're costumes. No, and I don't think I don't think it's, like, people should buy this game now because it has more costumes. Right. It's just, like, it's a, hey, a reminder, Mario Odyssey's cool, and it's getting stuff. And for me, like, I have a 100% file, right? I have a file that has all the moons, and every time a new DLC bundle comes out for costumes, I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend an evening going on playing luigi's balloon world and play up you know enjoy playing mario odyssey for a little bit get the coins buy the costume and then we got right you know it's just a reason to turn on mario odyssey again and again it makes me think something as much as i don't want to something's brewing in the mario something's odyssey world brewing in the mario odyssey world i want mario odyssey 2 i you're not getting mario odyssey 2 for i maybe someday but not for a while no but i'm not saying that i'm just saying i do want mario odyssey 2 <laughs> oh yeah sure but i mean we're getting mario odyssey dlc yeah Okay, so the last five we have are a little bit more substantial. We're going to start with the not only the least substantial one, but also the one that isn't a Nintendo game. Yes. Um, I want to talk about this one as much as Matt may not have wanted to. I want to talk about Sonic Mania for a hot second. Okay. Because I think Sonic Mania was one of these games for, for $20. They're like, we're going to put out a Sonic game, and it's going to be fine. It's going to get people hyped for... For Sonic Forces. <laughs> and it turned out to be the best Sonic game in years because Sonic Team wasn't on it. Right. So... 
Sonic Mania's DLC, in my opinion, was like the best way for, you know, a $20 digital only game to get a DLC pack. Here's a physical copy. It's $30. It's got two new playable characters and an entirely new mode. Brilliant. <laughs> I know Matt didn't play this, so I'm going to like just... I didn't play it, no. I'm going to splurge for a little bit. Just the idea that, you know, I played through and beat all of Sonic Mania, right? Like, in order to play through Sonic Mania, what you need to do, you need to play the game as Sonic, Sonic and Tails, Knuckles, and Tails. That's it. As you play the game four times, get all seven Chaos Emeralds, and you've unlocked everything. As long as you do the little, the little orbs. You gotta catch the orbs, the, the little blue circles. Yeah. But that's the whole game, and it's like, maybe it took me like 15 hours to beat, but I loved every minute of it. And it was just like, hey, you want a reason to play Sonic Mania again? And it's like, I so I know of the DLC, and I, I know all the things that were entailed in it, and I do think this was a good, like, I think this justified the plus, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, I, th I do think there was plenty of new stuff in it. They remixed some of the levels, right? Yeah, so the Mania mode is a completely redone version of the game. I mean, it's like, certain things will stay the same, but because they added A, two new characters, and B, a version of the game where you could play as all five characters on the same map. They needed to revise things and change things and just make things cleaner. They also cleaned up some of the bosses. Mm -hmm. like some of the some of the BS things that happened in some of the boss levels got like kind of fixed, and that made me very happy. Right, good. I wish yeah. they got rid of the guy with the with the buzzsaws. You know the buzzsaw guy. Yes, I remember. I that. hate the buzzsaw guy, but they made him a little bit easier. Oh, there were there were a couple bosses that were like, all right. Yeah, it's always so funny because sometimes like the bosses of Sonic weren't really that bad. They were like, oh, it's fine, whatever. It's kind of lame. Now I'm like, some of the bosses are fun, but some of the bosses make me literally want to just beat somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> So, I really enjoyed Sonic Mania, and if you haven't picked up this game, I think picking up for $30 as a physical copy is I, definitely I worth it. I think it's super worth it, Yeah, as someone who doesn't really love the game. that may, that's, that's, I think, the biggest testament. <laughs> yeah. Matt, who does not like it. I know, it's not that I don't like it. I don't want to say that. I do like the game, I just don't think it's out, uh, outstanding. Yeah. Okay, next one I want to talk about is another one that added, it only added characters, and it's also technically not Nintendo. It's... Well, okay, it's basically Nintendo. It's basically Nintendo. And that is Pokémon Tournament DX. Matt, why don't you, get, why don't you take the... the all right, all right, all right, all right. So I love Pokémon Tournament a lot. I've loved it since it came out in, like, 2015. I I played this game absurdly. So when, last January, I think they announced the DLC, right? Yeah, it was January. In that mini-direct mini direct. In, in January, and they announced two new characters and a bunch of support stuff... I flipped. Matt was so excited. I was so I love this game. And they added Blastoise and they added um, Aegis Slash. Aegis yeah. Slash. Aggie Slash. Aegis. Like, or Aegis, Aegis Slash. Because like the Aegis. 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 Like, 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 uh, like Xenoblade. The Aegis. I, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> um, and they're good characters too. Like they're really good characters. Who yeah. Were, a lot of time was spent into making them. And I wish I had spent more time playing with them. I, think, I love it. I think we need to break out the Pokemon Tournament again soon. I, I do too. I love Pokemon yeah. Tournament. And it's like, honestly, it's... I, like, was very hesitant on buying this DLC, but then when I bought it, it's like, as much as I didn't really care for Aegislash, I found playing as Blastoise. Blastoise is now one of my favorite characters to play. And, I mean... They're, like, they're they're not broken, but they're right. also different enough that, like... Like, similarly, I love to play as Aegislash. Yeah. So we both had characters. Like, these are new characters. They were completely different than anybody else. And they're a lot of fun to play. Right, yeah. They, like, they're very different, and they play really fun. Yeah. I mean, just like all the other characters. And, like, this game is just so much fun. And it's, and like, it's a lot deeper than people give it credit for. Yeah, it is a deep game. And then the fact is, even people like us who, like, kind of get how most of this stuff works can have a good time playing right, it. Right. Like, it's just it's just such a fun game to yeah. play. It'd be, and you know, I, you know what makes it even better, though? Hmm. They got rid of Suicune. 
<laughs> no, you know what would make it better? What? If they had a good story mode. Uh, that's actually a better point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, like, I think, all, like, even, like, because I would argue that Pokemon Tournament DX is, while it is the game for the Switch, just put it over, but they added enough stuff to it where it's almost like a DLC. I mean, it's you... a major DLC pack because it added, what, five new characters? Right, it added five new characters. It added that new mode that I, it's my favorite way to play. Oh, the triple play... battle? Yeah, the triple battle is Those my favorite way to play because it feels almost like a Pokemon battle. Yeah. Um, and... It's just, I don't know, like, it's so, like, it's such a fun game. Like, I can't give this game enough praise. I don't think people appreciate it for as good as it is. Yeah, I think it, it does get a little underappreciated for what it is. And, like, I just, like, I hope that they either continue the DLC or they make another Pokémon tournament. Because, also, if you notice on the character menu, oh, here we there's go. that empty space that really bothers me. Yeah. Well, let's put Mel Metal in it. Let's <laughs> just like throw you know, Mel Metal. I I was thinking about that. Like, what if they haven't added that extra Pokemon because it's Mel Metal? God, that no. would that would kind of upset me. I'm not gonna lie, but he'd be so silly though. He would like it, I'm saying it would upset me because of so many characters that I want before him, but I wouldn't be. Okay, uh, next one is a, I think another big one. Uh, it actually got a couple DLC packs over the year, but the one I want to talk about is the final DLC pack, which was the most substantial. Of the, I guess, the four that it had. And that's Mario and Rabbids four. Kingdom Battle. Did it have four? Yeah, so Mario and Rabbids had one at the beginning, which was the, uh, the it was like a pre-order bonus, but it also was day one launch if you didn't buy it a pre-order, which was the pixel pack weapons. So they were weapons that were like, you know, very block 8-bit blocky. Right. The next one was just more challenges. So there's like the ultimate challenges at the end of the game. At the very end, you get four really, really difficult challenges. They added more of them in a DLC pack. And then I think there was one more mission pack or something like that. And then the last one, which is the one that came out in June, which was Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure. Maybe 15 hours of gameplay with a completely new world, completely new story, and a completely new set of, like, tree for three characters. So you brought back Rabbid Peach, but you got Rabbid Cranky Kong, and my big boy, DK. And they it played... I mean, it played the same way Mario and Rabbids did, but Donkey Kong just so much changes how you have to play that game. Because Donkey Kong is an invaluable asset. The fact that he can grab people, enemies, boxes, and throw them at people is incredible. And he has just so much more mobility. There's a character in this game, one of the enemies, who usually collects, like, there's a washing machine parts that you're trying to collect to get off the island. And one of the missions is, you know, collect all the washing machine parts in X number of turns. And the enemies who grab them can move, like, 40 spaces. Because moving 40 spaces isn't enough spaces to get away from Donkey Kong. <laughs> and, like, the levels were designed in a way that really complements being Kong. interesting. Yeah, playing playing with Donkey Kong in cool and interesting ways. And honestly, it's like, it's a fifth world for the game. Like, it really is, like, a, a whole world in its own right. And it has its own set of challenges after you beat the game. That are fun, and the last four are incredibly difficult, so much so that I actually didn't even beat them. I beat everything oh. else. I appreciated this so much. Nice. Because it's a game that I feel like gets underappreciated, and right now, you can buy the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Gold Edition, which comes with all the DLC, and I'd highly recommend it because nobody's selling it at full price anymore. And I think this game is worth 60 I mean, I've said this. How many you times know, have I said this? That reminds me, after we finish this, we should talk about uh, Black Friday deals. Yes, we should. This game... Just, if it looks even remotely interesting to you, if you like Fire Emblem or anything like that, just give it a shot. Yeah, I I love this game. Not not as much as Mike does, but I also love this game. And I 
it's not that I didn't love it enough to play the DLC, because I did want to. It's just, like, there's so many other things. I'm like, oh. Oh, I, and I get that. I think it would be, like, one of those things that it would be fun for me to like, be like, hey, Matt, one Sunday you want to come over and just, like, play the first couple levels just to kind of see what yeah, it's all about? Yeah, exactly, and I'd love to do that. But for $60, if you could buy the gold edition, like, just pick it up. I promise you it's worth your time. Exactly, like, especially, like, with Christmas coming up. Yeah. It's, like, it's a, it's a great thing to put on your wish list. Yeah. And I, I, again, it's not um a Nintendo game, but it's one of those DLCs that I, like, it's my favorite kind of DLC, where it's, like, here is another game almost. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the Spider-Man one. It's separate from the rest of the game, so if you haven't played Mario and Rabbids in six months... It's not like, oh, damn, I don't really how to play, and my character's over-leveled, so I don't get to appreciate it anyway. Exactly. Like, another game that we might be talking about in a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's other DLC packs. Yeah, but, no, it's just, like, it's just such a great way to do DLC, where it's just like, here's almost another game. And I think we were almost alluding to that earlier, with that, like, here's another game a year afterwards. You know, like, it's, it's very similar to that. Yes. Which brings us to our next one, which I think the DLC for this one is almost better than the full game, if not better than the full game. I didn't play this one, so I have to have you talk about this it. This is um, Splatoon 2's Octo Expansion, which is probably... Um, even could say... I mean, I haven't finished the Spider-Man DLC because they're not all out yet. The next one comes out November 30th, I think. Cool. 20th? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Not important right now. And, um... It's just, it's so bulky, this Octo Expansion, because it gives you 80 or over 80 missions to play that are all very fun. They're quick, they're mostly pretty quick missions, but if you want to do everything in them and you want to 100% the mission, you got to do a lot of stuff in them. And like, it gives you an easy, medium, and hard for all the missions with different guns. Yeah. And I like to do all of it on the hard one. And it's like, it is so difficult to do it. And some of them you do so many times, like, ah! And it's like, it's a fun kind of infuriating, like the way Celeste is. Yeah. And it's like that. And the story is actually pretty entertaining. I've heard it like really fleshes out the world more. Yes, it does. It really does. And something that's really cute is it tells it in haikus. I heard, really? Yeah. So you get these little um, like keychain things. And they have haikus on them. And they get, they have haikus. Interesting. And they're, I think they're haikus. It's snowing on Mount Fuji. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Figured out someone has to but, say it. <laughs> it is. It's just very fun, and I mean, you get you get to play as an Octoling after you beat it. So yeah, like, and it's something cool because it's it's if you don't buy the Octo expansion, you're not at a disadvantage playing through the game of Splatoon. Right, and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to making DLC for a um, multiplayer experience. majority multiplayer experience because you don't want to give people an unfair advantage because they paid more money. Yes. And I think that while Nintendo was one of the first ones with Splatoon to go that route with um, a lot of their online DLC being free. Actually, all of it was free. Um, and then other companies eventually did follow with that, and some were doing it around the same time. But, like, it's just unfair. Like, I remember um, the first um, Star Wars Battlefront that came on the came out on the PlayStation 4 while it was the better game, you also did have to pay for the DLC. And I never wanted to pay for the DLC because while I liked the game, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. So I didn't get to play a bunch of other stuff that other people could, and I didn't have access to a bunch of things that other people could use against me. And, like, it became less fun. Yeah. And while Battlefront 2 is a bad game, at least all the of... The DLC was free. All of that DLC was free, except yeah. for the microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I think that's a good way to do it. And I think that's the way it should be done. Yes. All right, and the last game we want to talk about, which I think is, out of all of them, is... It's the biggest one, the like, biggest without one. a doubt. So it got DLC, and I was less keen on it, but the DLC that I did buy, I was very proud of. 
Xenoblade Chronicles 2 got a lot of DLC this year. It got DLC with three new weapons, three new blades. It got a DLC with a bunch of new missions that gave some back, more background to the story. It added an entirely new challenge mode where you could get Shulk as a no. Was it some of that stuff free? No, no. If you got the if you got the DLC pack like the the, the season pass, that's right. It was free, which is not really free. Right. But it's thirty dollars for all of it, and the last one you got was the prequel story, Xenoblade Chronicles Two: Torna, the Golden Country. And this game also came out as a physical edition for forty dollars. But if you buy it, and if you look inside this box, Matt, you will see that if you even buy it for forty dollars, it comes with a DLC expansion pass code, which gives you all the other DLC which is on awesome. a Xenoblade Chronicles game. That's that's cool. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, cool. Uh, we're looking at the inside of the box right now. Like that's cool. Listen, inside box art's really cool, man. I know. Um. Torna, if you beat everything in Torna, it will take you 30 hours, 35 hours to beat. If you just play through the game and rush through the storyline, it'll probably take you like 20 hours to beat. But this, I mean, it's more Xenoblade. It fleshes out the story just a bit more that you really appreciate it. It's like, you know, it's stuff that was implied that we kind of knew about, but now you really know. And And I, I hear Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as itself has gotten a lot of quality of life upgrades yes it has gotten updated like new game plus was a free update right and just other things that streamline the experience i need to say and i think even better than this is that xenoblade chronicles 2 despite being like like mario and rabbits a completely separate story from the real game and you can start from scratch because i mean i played xenoblade chronicles 2 for like a month and a half and i haven't picked it up ever since so it's like i didn't really remember like what my team was like and this is part of the reason i didn't pick up the rest of the dlc but this stuff not only was it a new start, but it's also a like a different take on the combat system. So like in the other game, you know, when you build up to get three blades and then you're switching between the blades each time, the Vanguard the Vanguard system is like you start with three blades already and you switch between your active and passive. And whenever you switch between your active and passive, you're basically passing the weapon around. So you're using, you know, you're using uh, the main fighter, but then you're also using the blades as attackers. And, like, when you switch, there's, like, special abilities that happen, but then also you heal any, like, you like you take damage, you take red damage and real damage, and when you swap, you heal all the red damage. So, despite having nine, I mean, you have nine characters fighting on a team at once, no, only one of the characters you get, and you can't switch them, is a healer. But you don't need, necessarily, to have her around all the time like you do in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You need a healer. You need one person who's at least one blade <laughs> devoted to healing. I, had, I actually had a whole team devoted to healing until near the end of the game. But with this system, it's like, it allows you to like be like, I'm going to dish out all this damage and do really cool stuff. And not be like, I need to make sure everyone lives. I need to make sure everyone lives. Heal, 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 heal. Right. It was just big enough that I like really appreciated what it was. And I felt like I like, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm jonesing for more Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But I don't want to sink another 100 hours into playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm like, right. I'm so happy I got this. The one thing I will say, though... They said you could play this in either order. I would definitely play this one second. Yeah, no, that's what I hear. Like, every, every, most people have said play this one second. Yeah, it's just now, like... No, I have another question for you. Sorry sure. to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Um, would you say, if you really liked uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 by itself, would you say this is a must-play? I don't think... Well, it depends. If you love Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but you don't want to... Go into the challenge mode and just get your, you know, just get your butt handed to you six times and just keep <laughs> going at it. Or play New Game Plus with all the cool different, like, quality of life updates and the new blades you can get. And you want something shorter, a different experience, I would definitely say this. I think 
Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has so much content if you really want to keep playing it that you don't necessarily need to play through Torna. But I think I think any true fan will be like, I want to see the rest of the story at least and play through this. And the fact that it's it just gives it's to me it's like it's like Xenoblade Chronicles 2.5. Like I think of this as a separate game. I don't think of it as right, more Xenoblade yeah. 2. It's like the Witcher DLCs. Yeah. It's something completely separate that I think is a good experience. But if you say, listen, I only have $60, should I buy Torna? I'd be like, I mean, you don't have to. Right. You know, if you'd rather spend $30 on, you know, another game that's on sale that you're thinking about, maybe try that. But, like, when it came out, I didn't get it right away, and I'm happy I didn't because I was, like, playing another game at the time. But the the experience is something that I'm very happy I have. Plus, I don't know if I'll ever play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 again, at least not for a long time, and I'm right. happy to have this to hold me over and be mm-hmm. like, no, Mike, it was fun. You did enjoy the experience of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but you don't need to play another 100 hours to enjoy it again. <laughs> right. I will say this, though, the music is not as good. Oh, the music yeah. in this is very good, but I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 music is incredible. You know, like, a game like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is like, I don't want to play through the whole game again, but the story was really good, so maybe I'll sit there and watch all the cutscenes again. There were actually a lot of people who I saw on Reddit who were saying, after they played this game, watched all the cutscenes of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and it's like, you appreciate certain things a lot more. Interesting. But... Because, like, that, I mean, like, that was what I used to do with Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, I don't want to play Kingdom Hearts again right now. It's shocking for me, I know. A very. But, um, then I'd be like, oh, watch all the cutscenes. Yeah. It's... It's uh, I. I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles Two doesn't get a lot of love, but I hope that Octopath Traveler hopefully sends some JRPG love its way. I mean, it did really well in America. They said they, like, they uh, weren't expecting Xenoblade to do as well as it oh, did. Oh, I thought you were talking about Octopath. Yeah, oh. no, I know Xenoblade did really well, and you you know there's another Xenoblade Chronicles game coming someday. Yeah, I know. I think Monolith Soft is working on something different right now. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll go back to. Xenoblade. They have to. They they love it, and honestly, I think. Honestly, I wouldn't rush it because the fact is, is Xenoblade Two was only done so quickly because it was in Xenoblade X's engine, and I don't think there was a problem with it being in Xenoblade X's engine. Took less time to make, and I'm happy it took the time it did. But at the same time, I'm also like, um, just do it. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna rush them because I think they did a good job, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know. I don't want them to put out a bad game that just takes a lot less time. You know what I mean? Right. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I like take all like uh, one of my favorite bands just said that they're making a new album, but it's gonna take a long time because it's the longest album yet, and they want to make sure it's good. And I'm like, take all the time you want. You know oh what I yeah. Mean? Like it's like go ahead. But um, now Mike and I want to talk about the DLC that we wanted to, we would like to see in the future. And uh, I don't know. We could each choose a game or two, I guess. Yeah. You mind and, if I go first because I know which one I want to talk about. Is it this one? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. That's the one I want. Well, why don't we... Well, let's just do it together. Let's both talk about it. All right. So the first game that we both picked is Super Sushi Mario Striker. Party. Um, no. So Super Mario Party. Uh, we, we both have agreed on how we feel about this game. It's really, really good. Get it. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite games on the Switch. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it might be one of mine too. Because um, here's the thing. I don't have... If you've noticed this, there are two things that are true in this world for Matt and I. One, if a game is under $5 and has multiplayer, Matt owns it on the it's Switch. It's on my Switch. And for me, it's, if I own if, if if I own a game, more likely than not, it's single player, and I don't own the multiplayer games, because Matt owns most of them. But this is one of the few games that I was like, I don't care that it's a multiplayer game, I have to have it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite games to play on the Switch. Like, if it, I said, someone said, oh, you, someone's over, what do you want to play? I'll usually say, Mario Party? Yeah, I oh no, Party. I love Mario Party. It's, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, I just think that they could go crazy with new game boards. I wouldn't be upset if they added new mini games. 
Yeah, I think, and it's one of those things where it's like, this is unlike the rest of them. I think this is one product where more of the same is so much more, though. If they, yeah, no, exactly. If they were to add like two game boards, ten more mini games, and two new playable characters, one hundred percent, I would be willing to pay. I'd, for I'd it. pay. For I would it, pay yeah. fifteen dollars, ten dollars. And I think they were talking that same Re- Reggie Fisame interview we were talking about earlier. He said that they were very surprised like very impressed with how well mario party had done right exactly so like again like that makes me think wow like it's so easily put more stuff in i feel it. like they were already gonna add like two more characters that seems very I easy to so. do yeah i mean yeah hopefully exactly. we add a map i mean if they if they're gonna add characters though please do four so it looks nice and clean on the yeah on the character select screen it's i just it's like i want i just i love mario party i want more i want to play I more want, i want, I want so to play mario party play right, right now, now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Okay, go ahead. And there's there's two other games that I want to talk about. Go ahead. One not so much, but the other one is Breath of the Wild. You want to see more? I do. Like it's like I know we're gonna get the next Zelda game two three years from now, but I would love to see more because like it's not that I didn't love Champions Ballot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Ballot, not ballot. <laughs> we're voting. <laughs> the Champions Ballot. <laughs> um, but. It wasn't what I was hoping for. Like I like, I would probably give it in reflection like a seven point five out of ten. See, I'd probably even rank it lower. Yeah, it's like it's just like they were promising like all this story stuff and all this other stuff. And like what was in the game, what was in that DLC was fun, but there wasn't really that like it. It didn't live up to all the hype. I don't think. I think it was one of those things where like if you really liked Breath of the Wild and you like really enjoyed the experience and you wanted more. You'd be happy with this, but it's not the thing. It's like, wow, like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was good, but now it's really good. Right, exactly. Like, it, it doesn't do that. And I like, I really wish we could get more of the DLC and we could get more just like story. Like I, I want to know more about Zelda. I want to know more about Link's relationship with the champions. Yeah. I think they could go so deep into it. And I think they could put so much more story into it. They haven't. And I think there's more fun things that they could do just in the world, you know? Yeah. It's a beautiful world. I'd love to explore it more. I would, like, I would love to see, like, I don't know, like a 30-hour um, a DLC, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know what I would imagine? Um, I know you didn't play uh, World of Warcraft, but do you know what happened in the World of Warcraft Cataclysm expansion? No. So the idea was basically in World of Warcraft, like the first expansion, you went to a new area called Outland, which was not on the map before. And then the next one went to Northrend, which is another new area on the map. And we kept go basically, we kept going to new places and people weren't spending a lot of time in the original game areas anymore until they were leveling up. So what they did in Cataclysm was a giant dragon like awoke and just destroyed the entire continent. Like places like there was one place it was like the Barrens. It was this big open like desert area for the horde that was like, you know, a lot of people like level 10 to level 30. That's where you that's where you leveled up. And like there was a massive just scar through the land. It was like a 40 foot deep hole that you die if you went into and new enemies were showing up and all this stuff. So they took the world and they're like, hey, let's just take this whole world and twist it on its head. That would be so cool. There was a world that was like a big basin and they flooded it. So like you couldn't go there anymore. That the, that was, it was gone. You couldn't, you couldn't do the quest there anymore. They moved the quest to other places. And like, can you imagine a DLC pack where like they change the, like the final boss, the Calamity Ganon, and like he just decimates the world. And you have to like travel around like finding things. Like, and like as long as you could, you could choose between which world you wanted to play yes. in. Yes. I think that would be awesome. It would be something, there's something cool like that, like something to re-explore this massive world. Yeah, exactly. Like some, just to make it fresh. Plus, you can't tell me that Ayanuma and his team wouldn't like get a little bit of satisfaction being like, 
okay, we made this massive world. <laughs> Let's blow it up. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my god, that would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have another one? The other one, and this is the, the last one I want to talk about personally, but it's one, I mean, we already talked about it, but I really, really would want more Mario Kart content. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's more maps or characters. I don't want more characters. I will say that. I, I wouldn't be upset with more characters. I wouldn't like, be upset. If, if all we got was more characters, then I would be upset. Yes. But I wouldn't be upset with more stages and then more characters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, I love racing games so much. And like, I was really bummed when Grip got the reviews it did. Mm-hmm. And you like, it's just, sorry, I don't mean to key off. But like, no, go ahead. Mario Odyssey would make some killer stages, some killer tracks. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine driving through New Donk City? I, I'm thinking, um, you know that, that um, like, mid-game world where um, the Odyssey crashes on? It's a, yes. like, really colorful one. Oh, I think the that Lost, would make a, the yeah, Lost, the Lost Kingdom? Kingdom. I think it would make a beautiful track. Lost Kingdom would be good. Yeah, let's think about it. Four levels. So, New Donk City. New Donk City. The Lost Kingdom. Lost Kingdom. I think the food one would be on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the food one would probably be on there. And I just imagine... I, I think they wouldn't want to just because of the, the not the shock value, but, like, the aesthetics of it, but a new Bowser Castle, a Bowser Kingdom. Oh, like, the last one? No, Bowser's Kingdom. Bowser's Kingdom in Odyssey. I in mean. Odyssey. Like, the one that's themed after, like, the Japanese Shinto Samurai. Japan. Yeah. Bowser's oh, Kingdom. Oh, my God, that'd be, because, like, that would be really cool. It would be, so, and the music is just so good. It is, I, I love that stage. Um, I would think Cascade Kingdom as well, but, like, Cascade Kingdom would probably be, like, kind of a boring level. Yeah. But the, I just want the music. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or, um, I mean, and they, they love to throw the desert one at people, so, like. But we already oh, have a desert oh, level. Yeah, I mean, Trust Arena is beautiful. Yeah, it's like that, and you. I mean, I would imagine another DLC pack just in general. Which yeah. and in oh wait, the past DLC. What? Oh, go ahead. No, the 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 jungle one, the the metal jungle. There's oh, a level. Oh, that would be awesome. That because you could have like a switch halfway through. Where you go out of the jungle and you're into like the oh, robot yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that would be so cool. Why, um, how do we miss that? That's like the I, level. I don't know, man. Um, usually the Mario Kart DLC packs had a, a theme. They had a theme, like, because the first one was the Animal Crossing one. Yes. And the second one was a uh, Zelda one. Wasn't it the other way around? It might have been the other way around. I but think it was anyway, the other way. Yeah. The, the two were an Animal Crossing one and a Zelda one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be really awesome if we got a full Splatoon one. I would love to see a, a track. Oh, like a Splatoon cup and a yeah, Mario like a Odyssey Splatoon cup. Let's cup do it. a Mario Odyssey cup. Or um, a Metroid cup would also be cool. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing we could do, we could do those four kingdoms as the new levels, and then right. we could have the Splatoon Cup, which would be a remake of two old levels from Mario Kart. Yes. Because that's the, those are like the retro that's cups. That's usually what happens. A Splatoon level, and another F-Zero level, because Nintendo just <laughs> likes spitting F-Zero in our face. I don't know, like, I would love if, um, I don't know how you would feel about it, but I would love if, um, what's his name, Captain Falcon, was in Mario Kart. I... I'd just be, like, defeated. Like, I'd be happy, but I'd be defeated. I, I would like it. I would like it a lot. No. I was I was on Twitter the other day, and someone was talking, like, you know, Nintendo has so many iconic characters, and they're all going into Smash, but Smash doesn't have any iconic characters in its own game. They're, like, taboo for Smash. And someone's like, no iconic characters from its own series. <laughs> then what's Captain Falcon? And I was <laughs> like, oh, that hurt. Yikes. It hurts so bad. Um, the last one that I want to talk about is... You know, and I'm just—I can't decide if I want a DLC or if I just want something different from this property. Uh, Pokemon Quest. Bum, 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 bum. I don't remember the music. Da, 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 um, here, like here's the thing. So, <laughs> as we were playing the game, I liked it a lot. But as I look back on it, I honestly think you know it wasn't—it wasn't that great. It was a great time killer. It was okay. Yeah, it was a great time killer. But whatever. I think. Um, 
if they were to just give an expansion, I would love to see Johto. Yeah. I would, I would, and I would turn the game on. I admittedly didn't finish. I didn't catch all the Pokemon. Neither did I. I didn't battle Mewtwo. Um, he's, but, a, he's a rough fight, man. And I, like, I stopped before I got there, but it was fun. But I would love to see it more fleshed out. Yeah. I think like it's almost like it, I know it's not, but it's almost like a super simplified Xenoblade Chronicles. I I I get why you're saying that, and I I, I, I get what you mean. It's like it's it's a fine game, and it was like I, I understand why it was good as a mobile game. Right, exactly. But like most of Nintendo's mobile games, I would love to see it fleshed out and made as a proper Switch game. Yep. And that, I think with Jota, that would be a thing. And I, I'd, I'd spend money to buy it. Exactly. Like, I, if, if they were to make a new Pokemon Quest, like, super expanded with all the Pokemon for the Switch, and it was actually, like, a proper game, I would pay $60 for that. I would, too. Oh, Pokemon Quest. Oh, I was Pokemon so close Quest. to getting to the... I had, like, three Pokemon left. I know. I don't know why you stopped. Like, I think I would have just bit the bullet and done it if I had three the, left. I think the issue was, is getting Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos, I think I was missing one or two of them. It's like I need to get the you need to get the rainbow the rainbow material or whatever like the shells. Oh yeah. And those shells just take so long to find. You kind of just have to grind for them. I was just like I can't right. I can't do this. Gotcha. But you know, yeah, it was fun. But anyway, that's our show for the week. That's it. Uh, do you want to talk about best or not Best Buy? Do you want to talk about Black Friday deals? Oh really yeah, quickly? bring up some quick Black Friday deals. So we'll go through them really quickly. Um, so Tennis World Tour forty dollars, not really important. Elder Scrolls Skyrim terrible game thirty five dollars at Walmart. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, $35 at Walmart. Wish I waited to buy it. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, $35 at Walmart. Pick it up. Yeah, I really get it for that. Um, going through it. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, $25 at Walmart. Yep. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, $25. Buy it. Yeah, get that one. Um, Super Bomberman R, $20. I personally, at this point in time, think it's worth the 60 but if you get it for 20 that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um... Would you um, recommend you have people for it, though? Like, as a party game or as a single-player game? it was fun to play as a single-player game. And I, I think it's more fun as a party game. I wish I could make my friends play this game, but nobody wants to play it with me. Sorry, we have, we have Mario Party. It's so much fun. But Mario Party. Um, and if you care, South Park Fractured Butthole is $17. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you look online, you can also see... We mentioned that Nintendo has a couple deals. There's a new 2DS with Mario Maker on it. And there's obviously the Switch with Mario Kart. Starlink, $35 for the starter pack. Ugh! Get it. Well, I mean, don't get it if you don't want to. You, you, you can miss it, honestly. But um, Pokemon Tournament DX, $35. We wow. just talked about how much we like it. Arms, $35. Like, every game we talked about, $35. Kirby Star Allies, $35. Mario Odyssey, I, I would be surprised if you don't have it yet. $48. Donkey Kong, Tropical Threes. $35. Definitely pick that one up. Bayonetta 2. For, I, I think I might get this one. $40. Because you get Bayonetta 2 and, and the one. first one for $40. Uh, Super Mario Party and two Joy-Cons. The green one and the yellow one for, 90, for $100. That's really good deal. Because honestly, two Joy-Cons is $75. So you're basically paying you're paying for the $75 Joy-Cons. And then you're paying $25 for a full game. Exactly. And if you're listening to this podcast and don't have a Switch. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Ultimate Bundle, which we talked about before. For three hundred dollars, it also comes with the red and blue Joy Cons, which is a big deal. Yes, that is a big deal. Um, me and Matt both got gray. I need, I need the left red Joy Con. I was telling Mike about this before because I have the right green one, so I need the left red one before December, so I can have a Christmas switch all through <laughs> December. Well, actually, I have blue and yellow on mine right now, so technically, mine is a Hanukkah switch. Well, lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, so that's our show. 
Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we've been posting some funny stuff. Uh, it's at Pink Gold Peeps. That's all. One yeah, word. we're doing a countdown to Smash on Twitter. Yeah, we can see our stupid answers for these questions that we were we've been asked. And um, watch out for our Smash month. Yep, it's next coming month. up next um, month. I think. Uh, you want to you want to talk about the first episode that we're probably going to do? Sure, go ahead. First episode is probably going to be anticipations for the game, what we're really excited for, and then the DLCs. Probably we yeah. might have a special guest for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all through the month, we're going to be hopefully uploading videos of Smash to our YouTube channel, and also just talking about our experiences, the characters that we like, things changes we do and don't like, things we want to yes. see. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's 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 a it's exciting time it's, to be a Nintendo yeah, fan. Exactly, it's, it's going to be a big month. Yeah. And, I mean, somewhere along the lines, we'll probably fit in all the announcements that have been at the Game Awards. Yes. Uh, also, you can always follow us. Uh, you can send us emails at gmail.com, at pinkgoldpeeps, all one word again, at gmail. Uh, follow us on iTunes or SoundCloud. So, you know, let us know what you think about the show. You can you can like us there. You can send us things on Twitter. You know, we want it. We love feedback, so we want to know what you guys want to hear about. Exactly. Uh, also, you can talk about our, our opening, Matt. Who was made our opening? Rick's Records made our opening. He's a cool dude. Follow him on SoundCloud as well. And uh, Matt, do you have anything else to say before we uh, end the show? You know, Mike, I really can't think of anything. Okay. You well, say the Gmail. Yep. Good night, everybody. Ch-ch-ch-chow. Yeah.